0: Welcome to Relationships as Spiritual Practice, Bridging the Secular and Spiritual. In this special episode, join Lachelle and guests as they explore the first mindful, compassionate dialogue relationship competency, appreciation. Matthew Letterman and Mark Idetta, both of whom offer this work to others and study with wise heart ask questions and offer their own discoveries as they cultivate this important aspect of mindful, compassionate dialogue, consciousness and skill.
1: Welcome. Today we're talking about mindful, compassionate dialogue, relationship competency, appreciation, the first competency in a series of 12. And we have with us, Mark and Matt who have worked through it and are bringing questions and curiosities and discoveries, maybe celebrations, we'll find out. (laughs) And we're gonna go through and we have the handout in front of us and we're gonna go through and see what happened as they paired up and went through this competency together. Hello, welcome.
2: Hi, Michelle, great to be here.
1: How was it for the two of you to go through this? What did you notice? Where would you like to start?
3: I would like to start with um, not only an appreciation for the order and the structure that um, I was able to uh, experience with this, with this first competency, I really was um, so... It really met some deep needs for some clarity and some order with respect to the positive feedback aspect, the qualities, and then the identity appreciation for me, that framework really helped to organize what could be a very fruitful practice for this first competency. But as I was practicing Michelle, I noticed Mm -hmm. that um, when I was trying to almost make a meditative practice out of it, I was noticing some some resistance. Yeah. It almost seemed like there was a blockage to wanting to do that. And it and, and, and as I kind of plumbed that, it felt like it was almost inauthentic, like I was trying to put a positive spin on something as mm-hmm. opposed to it coming natural mm-hmm. from
0: yeah.
3: the sources of appreciation. So I'm wondering if you could maybe speak to that to some degree.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you is such an important distinction. And so at the base of that question, I would first make a distinction between natural and habitual. Mm-hmm. And so when we, I think in at least here in the States in the English language, when I hear people say natural, mostly I hear them talking about habits. And I believe we get some we get confused there And we get confused about who we are and what's natural versus who we are and what's conditioned and what's just a habit. And so when we are practicing these very subtle emotional awarenesses and skills, that gets especially confusing because it doesn't feel familiar to look for what's working in this very specific way. And so then we feel uncomfortable and then we call that unnatural or inauthentic. And so I also want to pull apart this, what's uncomfortable isn't necessarily inauthentic. In fact, the chances might be higher that it is authentic because our authenticity isn't necessarily encouraged as much as we would like in our world. And so the most practical thing I offer about that is To embrace that awkwardness and just say it out loud even to yourself or to someone you're speaking with, like, this feels really awkward and I'm having to find my words and I'm having to focus mentally in a certain way and I'm having trouble filling my heart. And at the same time, my heart is there, but my heart and my words aren't all the way connected yet. And so sorry for the awkwardness. What I'm trying to do is see what's working and celebrate what's meeting needs for us or for you or for me. That's what's happening. How's that land for you, Mark?
3: Oh, I really like the, the direction at that point of awkwardness. And I wasn't even talking about a verbal appreciation as much yeah. as trying to cultivate the practice within myself. But what I'm hearing yeah. you say is that I, the idea of it being uncomfortable is not necessarily inauthenticity. And I really enjoyed hearing that. And, um, and at the very least within this practice of appreciation, if I can't go to that step of appreciation, at least I can touch the
2: discomfort and maybe work with that as a starting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Beautiful.
2: Yeah. How do you differentiate when it's an old habit that we want to try and grow past versus when it's, wisdom from your gut that you should actually listen you know listen to and and honor how do you differentiate
1: hmm. well i think in that middle space when you're trying to open up to wisdom and a new channel of awareness in you it is pretty hard to differentiate so i just want to offer a lot of patience and compassion for that process that it's a process and it's usually not that comfortable But sometimes it is comfortable, so I don't want to label it and put it in a box either. And at the same time, when we're looking for what's really true for me, what's true for me, then beyond anxiety or fear about what's true, there is some sense of underlying flow or homecoming that we're looking for. And just to emphasize that around that flow or homecoming, there could be grief and fear and anxiety and critic voices and a lot of things happening around that. And at the center is that sense of alignment is another word. Some people like the word rightness. It's kind of a funny word. We use it in so many ways. I don't like it that much, but there's a rightness. Ah. That goes way beyond comfort right comfort is probably connoting the familiar not necessarily what's authentic or true is that helpful
2: yeah I'm, I'm thinking and maybe this is this helpful to me as an example would be if i don't want to talk to someone because i'm afraid around acceptance and i want to push myself to try yeah. and talk and i yeah. can imagine oh if i talk to this person it's going to feel really wonderful versus i'm not talking to this person because safety and security is coming up and it seems like it's dangerous, Mm. right? And that person's holding a gun and a knife, right? Or whatever, like, (laughs) you see what I'm saying? So one gut desire to not talk to somebody is an opportunity to grow. The other one is, hey, there's wisdom there and you're honoring your need for safety and right? So it's like Mm. maybe playing it out too and Mm -hmm.
1: it's just- yeah. Yeah, and maybe asking the question, what am I perceiving and do I believe my perceptions? Mm, And how could I get more clear about my perceptions? Could I ask someone else what they notice? Could I pause and really look with my eyes and hear with my ears what's happening in an observational way, right? That's the power of observation, a huge, obviously, it's a huge part of this work.
2: Yeah, I like that. So to bring it back to appreciation, if Mark has resistance to trying an exercise sort of Looking at what are your perceptions around doing mm. that exercise right now?
1: Mm. Beautiful,
2: and maybe that would help him determine if that's authentic or that. And you know, he shouldn't do that, you know, he really needs to sleep and rest, or no, this is you know, another perception that he can grow around. Ah, uh,
3: man, I'm really appreciating that connection. Something else is coming up for me as when you make that point. And, I think that one, one thing that came up for me in, in my study of this competency was how it really related to me and my current practice mm. and, and, and to what degree I want to make it a practice, just like meditation or exercise. Mm. And, and for me, I was noticing in my body how there's a resistance to making it a practice of formal practice of uh, and, and so I wanted to get more into that Lachelle and to get your thoughts about um, to what degree you uh, see the benefit of having a formal appreciation practice. Uh, and and well, if so, yeah, how can it. we use the buy-in for that? Um, mm,
1: buy-in, because yes.
3: the, the, um, the, ad, the, um, encouragement to practice um, five appreciations for every complaint was is is brilliant I I, I've heard that quoted before from different sources but it almost landed to me like the um exhortation to drink so many cups of water a day (laughs) (laughs) right and I'm thinking okay sure
1: and, 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 There's a lot of those kind of ideas around right
3: right and right I'm like and so, oh
1: yet another thing I have to do and put on my to-do list and that's
3: right and, and, and <laughs> but if, but if I somehow was convinced that drinking five cups of water a day would increase my capacity to tolerate the discomfort of my unmet needs,
0: mm-hmm. or if
3: it somehow increased my mindfulness, I'd be drinking water like <laughs> like constantly because <laughs> right. I would see the value and the benefit of how it really contributed to my practice of. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering uh, if you can maybe speak some more about how formal of a practice we should make appreciation as well as how we can increase the buy-in to each human organism that really (laughs) does want um, to grow.
1: Yeah. It might be helpful just to start with that basic principle that I think you briefly touched on, which is the principle that Change becomes easy when we have a critical mass of clarity about the benefit of doing it and about the cost of not doing it. People change like this once they get there. And you've heard it. I'm sure you've heard people say, one day I just decided to quit smoking and I never smoked again. That's, that's a person who maybe wasn't conscious of everything they did to get a critical mass of clarity, but that's why they could do it in a day. That's that's what I hold is true. And so I think your question is, how do we get that critical mass of clarity so that we engage the practice? And of course, that's a bit circular, right? We we need to engage some practices to get the clarity and so on. Right. And the more clarity we have, the more we do it, the less it's a practice, the more it's a way of life. And so maybe I would say right there. For me, I am 100 percent confident that your life will be easier and more enjoyable and more beautiful when you're living as many moments as possible from an expansive state, which I believe is actually your natural state, not your habitual state, perhaps, but your natural state, a human being's natural state. And so to me, like, wow, gratitude and noticing what's working is like, Number one, it's the number one most accessible and most powerful way to maintain an expansive state. Of course, when I say expansive state, then we have a whole podcast or we have a whole book on just that. But let me just give a short sense of what I mean there. When I say expansive state, I don't mean happy-go-lucky. Like I'm not talking about emotions. I'm talking about a sense of regulation and perspective in which you have access to your heart to your skills to sentimental clarity and well-being that you're able to be a channel for the wisdom and compassion that wants to flow in that moment and five to one as a practice for appreciation it You know, I'm just trying to get at what's specific and doable. And each person needs to find a practice that it's like an easy yes for them. Doesn't mean it's an easy practice, but they're like, yes, that practice I resonate with. So for me, I do gratitude every morning. It's a part of my meditation every morning. I meditate and then I journal. And in my journal, I always start with gratitudes. Whatever they are, I just let it flow so that my day starts grounded in gratitude for what's working. And maybe I would add just like a simplicity here, like in this moment, Mark, looks like you're not threatened by a fire in your house, right? (laughs) There's light in your room, like you have clothes on your body, like there's just observing you now, I can think of a million things to express appreciation for. So the inauthenticity piece, I think, is just what Matt was saying. There's some perception of threat that's occurring that's blocking the practice for you. Yeah, And I would imagine there's something there around the rhetoric we hear of don't be Pollyanna or you just want to smooth things over or you just want to pretend nothing's wrong or you just want to minimize my feelings and avoid the problem. Don't be lazy. Don't be conflict avoidant. Like we're inundated with this rhetoric Mm. and it's just a cry for authenticity, I'm sure. And for help, right? That kind of rhetoric. Mm. At the same time, it makes us afraid that if we focus on the positive positive. We're neglecting our responsibilities. And I really want to invite both are possible. In fact, you'll be able to be in alignment with your responsibilities even more if you start your day with gratitude or if you have a gratitude and appreciation
3: Mm.
1: practice or rootedness. Mm. That was a lot. That was a number of different concepts at once. So take a moment and see how that lands for you.
3: Your quote of the critical mass of clarity—I just loved. Um, okay. That makes so much sense, and um, and I'm—I guess I'm wondering when it comes to that. That seems to be the key for the buy-in for the practice, and and as well as the the idea of of really touching the whatever thought or belief might be connected to an inauthenticity with respect to changing my focus is something as well that, um, I hope when I touch will contribute to the critical mass.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah,
3: sure. Mm, um, uh, yeah, I'm so I'm really savoring that right now. Um, mm. Hmm. I'm feeling the need to kind of sit with that. Matt, is anything coming up for you with respect to what Lachelle just mentioned?
2: No, I, I resonated. I liked. I took some notes here. I, I really enjoyed that. And something came up to me around another value of appreciation that I hadn't seen before. Hmm. So, so I'm willing to share that if, if you're interested. But that was what I was sort of sitting with. Hmm.
1: Yeah, let's hear what came
2: up for you. The value when you spend time—you were saying you were pointing out all the little things that I've got clothes and I have shoes and I'm breathing and and like—and I—and the value of doing that. I noticed sometimes it's hard for me to talk about unmet needs when I'll say, you know, I don't have it so bad. Look at all these other—you know—look what this other person has, right? And they, I haven't. So why should I even be talking about my unmet? Right? So that I noticed that if I appreciate all the things I have. I can say, hey, I, I acknowledge that you know, I have shoes and I'm so thankful that I have shoes. And yes, that family over there doesn't have shoes. But that doesn't mean I can't talk about my unmet needs around something else, right? So there's something about appreciating and doing that gratitude for all those things that sort of mm. allows me to acknowledge that and my unmet need. I don't know if that, does that make sense what I'm saying there?
1: Can I say it back? Yeah. And you tell me if I'm, if I'm hearing you, I'm going to add some different
2: words. Yeah, please.
1: Yeah. You're really seeing, well, first you're seeing that vicious cycle of guilt that can overtake us when we have something and we, we have certain privileges and our needs are met. And we know there's many, many in the world who don't have anything close to that. And so then we get caught up in, oh, what can I do right there?
2: And we suppress our authenticity, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Suppress our authenticity. And then you're, you're really seeing a second part. Let me see if I can pull this apart. I may have, may have slipped away a little bit. Ah, yeah. That when you enter gratitude for those things, and you're aware you're not avoiding your responsibilities or your problems, that that gratitude actually helps you address more directly the unmet needs.
2: And feel more comfortable because I've acknowledged that privilege or that, you know, that I'm in a space where I have things that other people don't. And by expressing gratitude for somehow it seems to give me, I don't know, permission or, right? Um, yeah. both can be true
1: yeah yeah for me it relates to my own practice of hmm, well the understanding i hold that when I, I which is just what you're saying i'm just going to say it in my words i think we're saying the same thing that when i'm really honoring what i have and celebrating it and offering thanks for that then I'm making use of the privileges and gifts I have in my life to better serve life. Mm -hmm. But when I deny what I have and keep myself in a false sense of scarcity or fear, I'm not making use of my gifts. And it's almost to me that's like dishonoring those who don't have what I
2: have. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: It's it's a certain care for them to honor my gifts.
2: Right. And it doesn't mean we can't try and contribute to people that don't have, but at the same time, not honoring our needs Mm -hmm. because you have, you know, without doing that, because you haven't done that appreciation, it doesn't seem valuable either. So I I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I wonder, is there anything that comes up with this work about teaching clients or coaching that? you notice, like, as you thought about how do I bring appreciation into my work with students or clients? Did something come up for either of you?
2: I don't know if I asked myself the question in that way. Yeah. Um, I found that there were ways, like, as I was going through this uh, with Mark, the six skills of appreciation, mm-hmm. we took some notes around either areas that we thought were interesting, or, or sort of Reveals, I guess, or realizations that we might not have had some new clarity, um, which might s- sort of answer that question as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if Mark, you have a specific answer to that question right now, or I can tell the shell, you know, we can tell her what we pointed out, which I think will answer that somewhat directly.
3: Well, I tell you what, I the, the one thing within our notes that we took in terms of an observation. Um, was the focus that can be different based upon maybe the type of appreciation that's being, being given? So it almost kind of seemed like to, to us, Matt, how um, maybe with respect to positive feedback, that that one first aspect, mm-hmm. that it is, seems to me, seems to us that the focus of attention in that moment when you're giving the positive feedback is on ourselves in terms yeah. of how. I love yeah, hearing
1: that. Nice.
3: Now, it seems to me also that if the f- if we're doing an identity appreciation or maybe a quality one, it looks like the focus is almost more on meeting needs for acknowledgement or recognition so that the focus might be more on mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. to contribute so that mm-hmm. the need, that the energy, the energy of whether we want to be understood or whether we want to be contribute can almost shift based mm-hmm. upon the of appreciation that we're trying to give or what our need might be and so i thought that was interesting about and and because if our appreciation doesn't land the way we wanted it to if we're clear on our intention it might help us with our repair if the person is not in a place to receive the appreciation hmm. so that was came up with respect to um that practice
1: nice i've never heard that um pulled out in quite that way and i really like it a lot really hmm. like it a lot Yeah. Yeah. I, and I am on the same page that identity appreciation is moving our internal focus towards meeting that person's need to be seen probably. So our own need for contribution is alive. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: And of course it's still coming from our experience. Like everything we say and do does. Yeah. Love it.
2: And those three types of appreciation, I think that was really valuable to, to sort of, break down and then what we did Mm -hmm. was we played with an example of where you could shift the same appreciation depending on how you've said it it could fall into each of those categories right so like it seemed like and and this this is
1: on page eight of the handout just for the
2: okay this is number skill four four right Mm -hmm. and what I what we thought was really interesting was and tell us if we understood this uh, the way you meant it, that a positive feedback specific action someone took and we celebrate that. So for example, like when you um, missed me and and said, I could stay as long as I want, I experienced warmth. Right. So it was like a specific around when they said something. Right. So is that, mm-hmm. that was understanding a positive feedback that it's specific
1: uh-huh.
2: to something and a an mm-hmm. quality appreciation was, just sort of shared the experience need. So I experienced a lot of warmth with you tonight. And then Mm -hmm. we had identity appreciation was, I see you as someone who's committed to supporting connection and warmth in your relationships. So it's Mm -hmm. all about experiencing warmth in some way or another, but depending on how you frame it, it could be Mm -hmm. positive feedback, quality, or identity. Is that, did we get that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I would just note that for celebrating needs met as a quality in another, Oh, we're just kind of playing with language to make it more accessible. So obviously we're still naming needs and we're just using them as an adjective instead of a noun. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And also the quality, the number two celebrating the quality is allowing that broader observation of tonight at dinner rather than the very specific action that the first one names.
2: Got you. So the quality is, hey, there's some time where this happened, but it's not attached to a specific action. The other person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we
1: we don't want to be in specific observation jail. Right. (laughs) Right. For that to stop us from celebrating something because we can't find the specific observation. So it's Mm. meant to kind of open that up. And and I think also just to name like we do these things, maybe especially number two, we do them regularly. And I would want just to make that more conscious and more consistent, more frequent, that's all.
2: I like that too. So when we do a quality appreciation, which seems to be the one that flows the easiest for me, Right. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of warmth tonight. Right. Mm. And then to say, hey, is there a specific action the person took? Yeah. Cause it almost could land. I think it fuels me more when someone brings it to something specific. So yeah. it can give me a little awareness. Hey, I'm in quality appreciation. Can I get to a positive feedback appreciation? Cause yeah. that's almost like Love a little it. icing on the cake.
1: Yeah. It kind of opens the door to get more specific. Right. Especially if the other person is open to receiving what, what you're saying. Right.
2: Right, and on the and on the flip side, I'll do that with my. I can make a request too, right? I can with my kids. They'll say, "Dad, you're Mm -hmm. great," and I'll say, "Can you tell me what I said or did?" Yeah. So you can ask. You can take a quality appreciation and ask for more too, if they're willing. Mm -hmm. When you're receiving appreciation.
1: Love it, love it. Yeah, that's the flip side. Yeah, Mark, you have something too. Looks
3: like. I do. I do. I'm wondering with respect to the quality um, uh, of, of appreciation. It's the quality that we see in them, right? So it's it's not so much naming what we're, what our experience is. I think
1: no, I think it is what what you're experiencing still.
3: So, but it's so,
1: more like I'm I'm experiencing warmth, and so I'm appreciating the warmth that you're bringing.
3: Right. It's right. just a
1: funny way of saying you're meeting my need for warmth without having to use that somewhat robotic language.
3: But I love how it meets needs for flow that way, though
1: yeah yeah
3: loving the the skill that you're bringing to this um to this uh, particular exercise or something like that it's um the the aspect of 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 highlighting a quality that inspires me and like and and even to tack on an appreciation like it just inspires me to watch that yeah Um, sure um but but the but the aspect of the mm, when we are giving an appreciation and and we're clear about what our intention is when we wanna share this appreciation, like whether it is we just want to help that person by maybe contributing to their, their sense of um, uh, acknowledgement or recognition, or if what we want is just to be understood of just, it's more of a self-expression, like mm-hmm. I want you to see what you're doing inside me right now because <laughs> it's so wonderful. I'm wondering, to what degree, if our appreciation doesn't land with the person, um, h- how do you n- negotiate that? Because sometimes there can you can almost feel a drop. Mm. If, and, 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 and I get the sense that if we are clear yeah. what we're wanting in it, what degree, Lachelle, do you put to trying to repair an appreciation that hasn't really gone the way that you wanted it to go?
1: Mm. Yeah. Happy just to answer that directly. Do you have a specific example in mind?
3: Oh, I mean, I was thinking about the video that you made, um, oh. on this, about the, your, um, snazzy sweater and scarf. Yeah. And, and, and how you, you know, if how someone likes said, you know, you're looking sharp. And, and if you were to play it off and say, ah, oh, this is an old sweater or something yeah. like that, the person might feel dropped
1: yeah. in some,
3: in some respect, maybe he wanted to contribute to, um, your sense of, of care of personal mm-hmm. care or, mm-hmm. or, um, or maybe he wanted you to see him in terms of his capacity to appreciate. I'm not quite sure.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: But, to what, but to what degree do mm-hmm. we try to meet needs for flow? Or just do we let it go? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts that way?
1: Yeah, I mean, sure, there's some discernment about letting it go and following up. Yeah. And I'm imagining as you're considering a relationship that's central in your life, there's a limited number of times you can let it go without it having a high cost in the relationship. Yeah. 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 So having that skill of coming back. So let's just imagine in the example you gave that that's an ongoing relationship. I could imagine coming back in that moment, there's that dismissal. I'm going to go ahead and be the person who offered the appreciation of the clothes. And there's just like, oh, this is an old thing. Then I might just say something like, Oh, hey, I'm hearing you say for you, it's an old thing. I'm wanting you to hear that for me, it's bringing me a sense of beauty and I'm appreciating it and I'm enjoying it. So it can be just that simple, just kind of restating. For me, for me, I think it's helpful, helps people like refocus, like, oh, you weren't actually talking about me. (laughs) You were celebrating beauty that I happen to be offering you. Ah, they need that reorientation.
3: Mm. Yeah, that seems like a really great way to meet that need for flow and authenticity.
1: Yeah, good.
3: Yeah, I appreciate that.
2: Mm. It's also, um, like, when using appreciation, um, like, you can almost use appreciation. Here's my example with... um, if someone wants to, you to validate a praise or validate a label, you can shift it into appreciation, right? So, like, if someone says, hey, is this a beautiful dress? You can shift and say, I can tell you what I like about that dress or something like that, right? So, it's sort of like I'm, I'm seeing more and more. Like, at first, I'm like, mm. why do we start with appreciation? And as we're going through this, I can see all the ways it starts to add value to the practice right ah, so good so yeah. using appreciation mm-hmm. you know like like that's just one more example of of doing that and i was like okay so that's again this i maybe that turned into a positive feedback but even if it's quality or identity right it can just shifting if someone wants to make a label or a praise you know you can do that yourself and stay more connected without putting to mark's point what you said dropping them or saying no i don't i don't do labels or <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah they,
2: won't, they don't know how to ask for it, right necessarily but you can help yeah if you're yeah. aware of it
1: yeah 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 So so many so many things are enfolded into the practice of appreciation. And just like you're saying, Matt, they set us up for more success integrating the other competencies. Mm -hmm. Like I probably said in the workshop video on appreciation, it's a way to practice a bundle of skills and consciousness that hopefully involves. More lightness. Not always though, because of course we have our conditioning around being manipulated by praise and it gets confused there. Right. Yeah.
2: Hmm. The, um, Mark, I don't, did you have something to say around that or I was going to number three for something?
3: I wanted to maybe make one more point about the fact that this, this idea of, of how we would maybe I, I'm noticing that with my closer relationships, I feel a lot more of a desire and an inclination to give a reflection to an appreciation, so that it it tends to bring about more connection and more warmth. When I reflect back and say, mm, mm. "I'm really hearing you say that the way that I, um, I, mm-hmm. I I took the time to listen to you carefully, really met your needs for care,"
0: yeah. and that
3: really facilitates more warmth and connection. Yeah. Whereas if a more casual acquaintance, I just might say, Hey, thanks. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And so, and so it's almost the, the the degree to which we maybe give that reflection or the degree to which we empathize with that person's appreciation. I can see how that is contingent upon maybe the closeness and the bond that we currently enjoy with that individual.
1: Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. So, um, is it a way we move on to number three? There was something around number three that I thought was helpful, which was yeah. uh, that we were coming. was what came when me and Mark were um, practicing to be. Cl- it was came up that to be clear, is your need empathy back from the other person for your experience of celebration or appreciation, or is your need to hear how the other person feels in response to your celebration or appreciation? Mm. Right, so specifically, had our appreciation contributed to them. And made, you know, their life more. So I think sometimes it's also like, I guess that's sort of like the NBC connection. Do we want to just hear back and sort of a reflection or we want to know how they're feeling? Yes. Yeah, so I was thinking, we were thinking with appreciation, you know, when we make one to be clear about what is our, what do we want back? Do we want them to hear what's, how we're, our experience? Or we want to hear about their experience.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. So this is skill three, empathy for appreciation of the six skills. So let me break it down a little bit because what you're saying is really important. That. So there's this, I want to just start with the deepest level first because, as you know, that's always my preference. (laughs) (laughs) Go all the way to the bottom. What supports our consciousness? (laughs) And for me, the most central, one of the most central aspects, we've already named a couple of appreciation is. That when we deepen into the experience of a celebration, we enrich ourselves and we enrich the person with us because we're just in that vibration of gratitude and celebration. And so it's nourishing, it's emotionally nourishing, it's spiritually nourishing, it's energetically nourishing, which I have to believe, then it's physically nourishing as well, all levels. So when I'm going to share an appreciation, which, as we said before, is really honest expression, it's really me sharing my experience of someone's action. Then you're saying, Matt, what's the connecting request at the end of that appreciation? And often when I'm teaching workshops, I just say, at the end, to make it simple, you can put, I just wanted to let you know. And so in a less close relationship, like you were mentioning, Mark, an acquaintance, then you might just end it like that. I just wanted to let you know that I noticed that and it really benefited me. And that's the end of the conversation. It's an acquaintance and you're moving on. In closer relationships, you might have a connecting request in which you say, can you celebrate with me? Can you tell me what you're hearing about my celebration? Right? I often start my appreciations with, I wanna celebrate something that you did. So that I'm already queuing that person. I'm going into celebration and they're ready and they, they get to opt in of course, or opt out at that point. So I often wait, I say, I wanna celebrate something you did. Are you up for hearing it? And I see if they're really up for it because I value what I share and my own sense of honor. So. And I respect their autonomy. So that's helpful to set the stage. And then I offer the appreciation. And then if I have that closer relationship, I say, well, you either ask for a reflection or what comes up in you hearing that, right? Which is the other connecting request. you were naming that. Yeah. And, you know, I think you're doing a very, very subtle point about depending on which connecting requests, what needs are you going to have met? And I would say, well, it will be a whole bundle either way. And some of them will be the same. And some of them will be different.
2: So it's more, there's sort of three, I heard like, I don't know if it's levels, but there's just wanted to let you know, there's seller. this is what happened inside of me. And then what happens inside of you, you know, in response to what happens inside of me, would that be? Well,
1: or if you ask in the middle, I put, you can ask for a reflection. Can you tell me what you're hearing? Yeah. And I'm imagining in that moment, I'm really wanting to be known for the joy in me or the needs met in me, known and seen. And when I say, for me, often when I say, what comes up for you hearing that, I'm wanting co-celebration. I'm wanting participation. And that's why I want to hear the aliveness in
3: them.
2: That helps clarify. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Do yeah. you have anything on that, Mark?
3: Nothing's coming up right now. Just really appreciating that, that clarity. Okay,
2: hmm. yeah, good.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Take a couple more minutes here. Anything with the other skills that you found,
2: Mark? You had one on number five, <laughs> which which from I took notes from our meeting around underlying good intentions, right? and and seeing I'm putting you on the spot here. I can say it too, if you don't, if you don't remember, but. Oh yes. Yes.
3: The, the point about um, manipulation. Yeah.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah.
1: Number skill five is name the differences between appreciation and what's often confused with appreciation, like ego building manipulation and praise.
3: Yes. Yes. And I think the point that came up um, for us when we were discussing that was my just desire to want to see the innocence behind a person's praise or um a person's um way of using appreciation for their purpose of maybe reinforcing a habit that they would love for me to to continue doing and and what it what it did for me was almost a further step of appreciation to be to be able to say if someone gives me a praise ooh, let me see if i'm getting something from you are are you really appreciating the way that I'm doing this and you would love to see me continue to do more of this mm-hmm. and being able to really touch the innocence, I think in, in the praise yeah. was something that I, that, that I, that came up for me as, as really contributing to the person's sense of wholeness as it is. And that it's just a, a strategy on their part yeah. that is maybe not meeting most of their need, or maybe all m- more needs than they possibly could meet so (laughs) yeah yeah sure that came up for us i think during our time
1: yeah i love the way you're pulling that apart so i hear a couple layers there one when praise has been used as manipulation we know of course from this work and this consciousness that manipulation is just a tragic strategy it's just a tragic way to say please please help me meet my needs And we don't enjoy it because we want directness, we want respect for our autonomy, we want authenticity, honesty, collaboration. So that's one layer of just translating praise. Even when the person says, well, I was trying to manipulate you because I want you to do that all the time. And we can just say, yeah, sounds like there's some important need that's met for you there. And that that action I took really met that need. And so you want to continue. I love the way you're reframing that, Mark. And, and when I heard you say the word innocent, I think I would translate that into what's really true or vulnerable. Like there's a vulnerability there when we're just direct. I want you to do it again, <laughs> right? Rather than all, re, you know, skinnery and positive reinforcement, let me just say it directly. I want that to happen again, because it was really nice for me. Yes.
3: yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've even noticed when I am appreciating something about myself, I, I, I've noticed times where I've almost done that because I want, because I like what my body's doing and I want it to continue. Yeah. And I've almost been aware, of, oh, am I, am I actually giving a form of Manipulation to myself because yeah. I want to see myself do more of that, <laughs> yeah. and so I'm thinking, oh my gosh! So I need to practice authentic appreciation with myself as well, mm-hmm. because it could Beautiful. be it could be something as subtle as that of yeah. just saying I, wanting to have more mindfulness in that area, but trying to mobilize myself in a way yeah. that is with a praise, yeah. and so yeah. it's a, it can be very subtle practice as well um, with our with ourselves.
1: Right. Yeah. And coming back to the body, which is so important in this work, that I'm imagining in that moment, you notice, oh, I'm sort of manipulating myself right now. There's probably a should involved. And I'm guessing that if you're looking at your body in that moment, there's a, a tension that starts to build, like your body becomes tense with a sense of pushing yourself into something. Rather than that expansiveness of, oh, I found something that really works for me. Hmm, I want to be in contact with my longing to find this again. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then maybe some wise discernment comes along about, oh, I wonder how I would set up my life so that it was easy for me to do again, rather Mm -hmm. than pushing myself to do it.
2: I get an image of like, there's this little passage that you try to get into versus this big open field that you naturally just take a step
1: (laughs) yeah i love it yeah yeah i love that image
2: yeah mark i had no idea you manipulate yourself like that (laughs) (laughs) apparently it's it's coming up now i mean what am i that's what it is right yeah yeah discoveries but i like the i didn't even i mean it's great to be aware of that Mark. i didn't even think about manipulation against self so i was like i i think i do Mm -hmm. that too the um Mm -hmm. but looking at number five my tendency was to say is it good like ego building manipulation and praise those are bad things right those are wrong versus those are tragic strategies and even tragic sometimes I think of as wrong but this is like there's a they're just trying their best to get needs met and we can do it in a more expansive less tension building way if we shift our intention and language
1: absolutely yeah
2: thanks that's helpful
1: And even sometimes we need our egos to be reinforced and built, right? And people who have traumatic experiences, they need, like, the ego has a function to get us through a day, to help us function in daily life in the relative world. So sometimes that's really important, but that's a separate thing from appreciation. We just want to keep them separate. That's all Or clear in a way. Yeah. Yeah. I like Mm -hmm. it. Hmm. feels like we've done a lot today any anything you either of you want to say to close or
2: i'm appreciative of the of the sort of wisdom here at first i was like oh appreciation is great why you know why are we starting with appreciation and then as you go through this practice and the 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 and the try and do it and practice it and read it and listen and it's very rich.
3: Mm.
2: Mm. So it's great.
3: That, that was my experience too. taking this couple of weeks to really consider it in more detail and see the way in which it could possibly contribute to my practice more deeply um, is something that I want to continue to explore, but I don't know that I would have ever really met it with this depth without Really taking the time to study it as a competency. So, a lot mm. of gratitude there too. Mm. Mm. Thank
1: you. Yay. For me, I'm just feeling thrilled to have the opportunity to speak with the two of you and to talk about my favorite topics and <laughs> celebrate the consciousness and the tools with both of you in this really subtle and for me, it was subtle and clear way, heartfelt. Thank you for taking the time.
2: Thank you, Lachelle.
0: You can learn more about mindful, compassionate dialogue and find free resources, live offerings, and self-paced workshops online at www.wiseheartpdx.org. You can also connect with Wise Heart on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, or by emailing info at wiseheartpdx.org.